Hello, welcome to the Friday, September 16th, 2016 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's start with a couple of updates regarding the old favorite Locky ransomware. Apparently, it no longer now connects back to a command and control server in order to retrieve an encryption key and register the infected system. That's now all done on the system itself. Of course, with that, there's less infrastructure to maintain for the bad guys and also detection becomes slightly more difficult. Now, there are also some reports that Locky may be moving to a different downloader, but so far I'm really still just seeing the zipped uh, office documents uh, with uh, some kind of Visual Basic or other script that then does the download. Anti-malware detection is still uh, pretty mixed here. In particular, anti-malware has a hard time with the downloader. Often it misses the downloader, but then later does detect the actual malware being downloaded. The problem with this is like yesterday I was playing with some malware. Uh, it just keeps trying different versions of the malware until it finds one that actually then slips past the detection. And I've seen it try like about a dozen different uh, versions here. One of the problems here, of course, is that the user may actually believe then that the anti-malware solution is effective and the exploit got stopped, but the user will still end up with an encrypted system in this case, because one of the ransomware samples does make it past uh, the check. And Cisco released a critical patch for its WebEx meeting server. So this only affects the server component. If you're just run the client, you don't have to worry about it. Or if you're using Cisco's own servers in order to hold your meetings. The problem here is that the meetings server suffers from an unauthenticated remote code execution vulnerability so an attacker could execute arbitrary commands if they can reach your webex meeting server the vulnerable version is 2.6 and after you apply the patch you will have upgraded to version 2.7 Whenever a mobile device is connected to a PC, there is, of course, a trust relationship between the PC and the mobile device, and malware appears to continue to exploit this. Palo Alto is reporting that they found a new malware that they call Dual Toy, which now not just focuses on one of the large mobile device families, Android or iOS, but instead infects both type of devices. For iOS, it will even go as far as to download iTunes for you and install it and then set up the connection to the mobile device and install malware on the mobile device. Similar for Android, it will also install malicious applications then on any Android device that is connected to the PC and trusting that PC. Users who are using USB to sync their devices but also to just charge their devices using a PC are vulnerable here. Of course, this could also be used to spread malware from PC to PC using the phone as a carrier and well, uh, yet another reason to be careful where you plug your phone into and also who you allow to connect a phone to your 
PC. Typically, when you do connect a phone, in particular an iOS device, to a PC, there is a pop-up that asks you to trust or not to trust that particular PC. So that's where you have to be really careful, in particular if it is not your PC that you connect the phone to. And then there's an interesting certificate pinning issue in Firefox, which also affects the Tor browser. Apparently, Firefox implements a slightly non-standard certificate pinning for its own internal certificates, in particular for addons.mozilla.com. That is the website from which you typically download extensions to Firefox. So someone compromising or impersonating that website would be able to install arbitrary extensions on user systems, for example, just by pretending to deliver an update. The problem here is that uh, the certificate authority is really just uh, checked and fixed in order to validate these certificates, not the certificate itself. And to make things worse, and not only that, but in valid certificates for addons.mozilla.org were actually obtained in one of the Komodo compromises from a couple years ago. So it's not an unlikely that someone would be able to obtain a bad certificate for that site. And if certificate pinning doesn't protect you, as it is the case in the current implementation in the Tor browser or Firefox, then an hacker would be able to trick you into installing a bad extension. Well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.